in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Welcome to Spouting Off. I'm your happy host, Karen Cataline. And uh, boy, what a week we have had. As you may know, if you've been listening to Spouting Off, uh, I got sucked into the Depp Heard trial. I was pleased for the results. And um, even though, even though Johnny Depp um, got trial by fire in a sense and learning about, if you heard his statement, uh, and we're not going to talk about this in great depth. This is just an opener to to uh, uh, further examine <laughs> some of the issues of the day. Uh, Johnny Depp put out a heartfelt, beautiful statement since he was in Britain, uh, talking about extolling the virtues of due process and people are innocent until proven guilty. And I'm glad that he did that because he popularized the notion for people who may not have read the Constitution anytime recently. I just hope that Johnny Depp, who I believe was, I believe the verdict was uh, just. I thought that he should prevail after watching a fair amount of the of the trial. Uh, I hope that he will afford due process and innocent until proven guilty to people like Donald Trump, who he decided ought to be assassinated uh, some years ago. I used to like him before he said that, but I don't think he was. I think uh, he was maybe snapping to judgment and letting the media uh, dictate to him uh, what who is innocent and who is guilty now that he's been on the receiving end in such a dramatic way of um, the media's uh, smear campaigns etc., etc. I hope that maybe he's changed his view. He was uh, endearing to many, and I think his career is likely to be on back on track. I don't mind telling you, I would love to see a sequel to Edward Scissorhands. Loved that movie. I thought it was charming. And now we're going to fast forward into when, uh, you know, Winona Ryder's character is a lot older. Nevertheless, Here's why I gave you that giant preamble. <clears throat> I, I, I was almost speechless when I read this article having to do with the Johnny Depp. And this was, by the way, uh, this piece was written long before the verdict came out because nowhere in this piece did it mention who prevailed and who didn't. They were just waiting for this at Vanity Fair. VanityFair.com this week uh, came up with this article by none other than Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky's verdict on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial was, are you ready? Are ya sitting down? We are all guilty. (laughs) Huh? Huh? Really? You know, my first reaction was, this is, if you look in the Yiddish-English dictionary about what 
chutzpah is, you will find this article and this <laughs> this piece in Vanity Fair. What chutzpah does Monica Lewinsky, and I'm not saying it's because she's Jewish, because as you may know, so am I, but the word chutzpah has made it into the general lexicon because you just can't explain that much gall, that much arrogance in English. Chutzpah does the trick. Thank God we have Monica Lewinsky to set us on the right, correct moral path. Here's Monica Lewinsky indicting all of us. That means you and I for having watched the trial and commented upon it. Monica Lewinsky seems to think, if you read this article, and I wouldn't recommend it, that uh, if we dare to watch the trial itself, the actual trial, not comments about it, but actually watch the, the evidence and the trial itself, that we are guilty for our prurient interest. Really? Is that what she thinks? She goes on to tell us that she watched. No, she didn't watch the trial itself. That's why, of course, there's no uh, indicator that she has an opinion on the verdict because, as I say, this was evergreen, meaning they wrote this whoever wrote it, and I think she wrote it, I'm not saying she didn't, uh, (laughs) uh, weeks before, because she wanted to indict all of us for being interested. What she says is that she grazed, and I quote, I grazed through the testimonies, through cross-examination, through some summation. She grazed through it, but she didn't observe the trial but the distorted shadows of the trial is reflected through the lens of friends and pundits and weirdos. So what she's telling us is she didn't watch really the trial to make her own determination. She did what lots of leftists do. They put their finger up in the air and they see which way the wind is blowing. And now she wants to indict people for having an opinion. And the queasier I felt about this behavior, she goes on to say, even if millions of others were doing the same, the more I came to realize that distortion, not objectivity, has evolved into an acceptable, I don't know what this word is, lingua franca. I guess she's trying to virtue signal about how educated she was. If she was that educated and she was that bright, uh, why did she get caught up in she was a young person? But I've never understood, not to um, retry that case, I've never understood why she allowed herself to be dragged through the mud along with her blue dress and never once turned against Clinton and the leftist ideology. No, she turned after, uh, 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 she turned on the woman who was trying to protect her derriere by keeping the blue dress, Linda Tripp, who is demonized and who is now no longer with us. This is the woman who said she wanted privacy and all the rest, but here she is coming out of the woodwork to lecture us. Now, let me just uh, complete what she says here very quickly. Because the trial has also been available live on our screens, we think subconsciously that we have a right to look 
and watch, to judge, to comment. And we end up with this confusing cultural crossover of watching two people whom we used, we're used to seeing as actors acting on a screen in a settle, setting courtroom where, uh, in a courtroom setting where we would normally expect them to be assuming their character role. So what she's saying here is we are only entitled to see what they portray to us, not the real people. I beg to differ, Monica Lewinsky. I think it is the opposite. I think it serves our culture well and serves us peons that she clearly don't doesn't think have a right to watch a public trial. I think it serves the culture to see that these people that we put on pedestals, we supposedly think they are some kind of gods because they're celebrities. Uh, number one, these two people are some of the most miserable people in the world. They jet set all around the world. Uh, you know, he, he beat me up in Australia and then I flew to New York and then, oh my God, I flew to LA and, um, our five houses. Not that I begrudge them their materialism, but it's clear that wealth and fame and uh, popularity, whatever, having people yes you to death does not a happy life make. Not if you have no uh, moral character and spiritual, I mean, moorings, I guess you could say. Now, Johnny Depp is an interesting character. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that the notion that I'd have my life all together if only I were uh, rich and famous, I think the public in general is finding out that that is not the case. And that's only one of the reasons why this case served the public well for those who wanted to watch it. As I said, a friend of mine uh, who I respect enormously uh, was getting sucked in and I thought, <laughs> you know, a pox on both their houses. And then I started to watch it and I thought, you know what, this repudiates that insane idea that you should believe all women simply because they're women. You should, uh, the Me Too movement, by the way, just as a as a, a, a wrap up on this little spouting off segment here, uh, it, Me Too is rather passe today, isn't it? Because uh, now, if Me Too is so important, how come the same people who went crazy over it can't define a woman? They don't even know what one is, but you better believe them. We're going to take a quick break. This is Spouting Off on the KRN Radio Network. We will be back. Right after this, don't go away. Hello, I'm Mike Bindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? 
Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more spouting off with Karen Cataline. And welcome back, everyone. So happy I don't want to interrupt Carmen. That's the overture to Carmen. And that's the perfect segue to our very first guest. We've got a couple of terrific guests today on Spouting Off. This person is a find. Uh, you know, I always say <laughs> I'm kind of a, a, a unicorn. I'm Jewish. I'm female. I used to be an actress. And I'm conservative. Well. I've said for a long time that conservatives need to get on board with pop culture and entertainment, including film and stage theater. Have you, you know, we've got to have more conservative thinkers out there. And this man is somebody I've known now for a couple of years. His name is Robert 
Cooperman. He heads up, he is founder and president of Stage Right Theatrics. Yes, Stage Right. That promotes something called, he calls the natural theater. He's been involved with theater for many years from New York to Columbus, Ohio, where he resides now. He had the honor to have his play in Storito and the flower stand selected for the New York New Works Theater Festival. And he wrote a play called Shut Up, Mr. Mandelbaum. And it was an award winner of the ETC New Playwrights Playwrights Festival. One more sentence or I won't get to talk to him. He holds a PhD in English uh, with a specialty in drama at Ohio State University. And he's a contributor for the Epic Times. Welcome, Robert Cooperman, to Spouting Off. Good to have you. Thanks so much, Karen. It's great to be here. And it's the Ohio State University. You left out the the. Really? Why Why is it important to have a the? Uh, you'd have to ask Ohio State University. Uh, <laughs> they, whenever they say the name, it's the Ohio the. University. So, I mean, okay. I guess I have to say it that way. Okay. Well, I want to dive right in because I love that you combine two of my favorite subjects, theater uh, entertainment theater and conservative politics. And you're out there. You just got through with a show that was written by who is it again? Yes. I forget his name. Andrew Clavin. Andrew Clavin. Right. Andrew Clavin. Talk about that show. And also, uh, uh, why you decided to specialize in conservative plays. That's so cool. Well, I'll start with that. I decided to uh, specialize in conservative plays because there just weren't any out there that people were aware of. And right. uh, I'm really sick and tired of going to the theater and watching the uh, obligatory attack on conservative values, the values founded on, and conservative people. We are portrayed as bumpkins. We are portrayed as people who are in desperate need of education and uh, and some kind of awakening in our lives. And I was getting really tired of it. So I said, you know what, Columbus, Ohio, where I'm living now, because I went to the Ohio State University, yes. and I, I this is a this is a pretty thriving theater town. I know nobody thinks of Columbus, Ohio, when you think of theater, but we've got more than thirty theater companies in the general Columbus, and we've got LGBT theater, and we've got Latino, Latina, Latinx theater, and we've got South Asian, and we've got Black Theater Festival. So we have all of these niches, and the one thing we don't have is any kind of conservative voice being heard on the stage. And I said, you know what, if there's any town that, you know, if they want to preach um, uh they want to teach diversity and inclusion as they do all the time, then they need to embrace this kind of theater, the kind of theater I want to bring on the stage. So that's why I started metrics um, seven years ago now. Um, oh. And it, it has grown exponentially. And that will segue into, because uh, I'm right. great with segues. That will segue into this. this, Oh, thank you. Uh, This play that we just finished is called the. It was called the Uncanny by Andrew Clavin. Clavin, of course, is a very well-known podcaster, 
author, and really quite a gracious gentleman. Uh, and he, he wrote this play based on his novel called The Uncanny. He had heard about my company. We actually met in a uh, kind of like a, a, a Teams Zoom meeting. And uh, he sent it to me, and I thought it was terrific. And we put it on over two weeks. Uh, and, you know, that's something we've never done in my company before. We've always uh, had one week of performances, really a weekend, and that was it. But Clavin, the demand for pe- from people to see Clavin's play was so great that we put it on yeah. for two weekends. And we had people uh, all over the Robert? country watching virtually. Yeah. I'm yes, yes, you went exactly where I wanted to clarify for people that this is so such a new thing. You can see live theater virtually, which opened that to people all around the country for a mere what, 20 bucks. They could watch this show being done. And I guess, you know, after COVID, that has opened up. It may be one of the very few benefits. Am I right? You're absolutely right. It actually, ironically, COVID opened up an audience for me that I did not have before because we were just performing in central Ohio. Now we have performed for people all over the country and all over the world, actually. Uh, And uh, it's really ironically opened up so much for me. And I am not one who was... uh, a big uh, promoter of virtual theater because I thought mm-hmm. it was, uh, it, it, you know, it, it cannot possibly substitute for live theater, but it's a new age and I either roll with it or I'm left behind. So I'm well, rolling I, with virtual theater. I will say this, that because you're doing something so incredibly unique or, and we wish it were less unique, <laughs> but the right. left right. has just owned so many arenas these days that to get your uh, conservative theater out to a greater audience only serves to help and support you to grow. So we like that a lot. What do you have coming up uh, at the conservative well, festival, you know, stage right theatrics? Yeah, well, you know, Disappointingly, we had one more show scheduled for this year. It was going to be a musical, and the director took advantage of a better offer in New York. Oh, that happens. So, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, I just said, I'm not going to scramble director or to, you know, to substitute. I'm just going to let the season end with Clavin. So we'll start up again in January with our annual conservative theater festival. And then I have some other plays I'm working on what we're going to be doing. But, you know, the more I think about how I schedule or what I'm scheduling, the more I realize that I'm doing a lot of original theater. Uh, yeah. And, I, and I, I think that's, that's great, too, because if I'm going to, you know, if I, if I look through the list of plays that are, um, you know, written by established authors, with the exception of David Mamet, I'm not going to find any that fit the bill I need. Oh, don't so I'm we going love... To the, David Mamet, uh, as as uh, people who happen to be Jewish, and he had a total come to Moses moment about conservatism. Right. We have to just about wrap it up now, sadly. But um, tell everybody how they can find you and follow you, and uh, and uh, take part in and support stage right theatrics. Well, don't follow me because I'm paranoid. 
Um, Hello. Well, yeah, we can. You, you can find me at stagert.org. Stagert.org. That is my website, and you can find out all about the theater. You can find out what's going to be coming up as soon as I update the website, uh, and you can you can get onto my mailing list, and uh, that's the best way to do it. Stagert.org. Uh, that is great, and I'll tell you what, we are so happy that you're out there doing what you love and doing it for a traditional conservative audience. Thank you so much, Robert Cooperman, for joining us. Best of luck to you. Hope you have a great season next year as well. We Thank have you so much, to, Karen. My pleasure. We got to run, but we're going to be right back with Sam Sorbo. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Share healthcare? How can I help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at $149 a month. Less than $5 a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit ShareHealthcare.com. ShareHealthcare.com. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can't drive high. You can run, or you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives. But he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to. 
or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off. Oh, welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. If you'd like to listen to Spouting Off uh, other days of the week, you can listen Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern. We do that uh, in, in a couple of different home bases, one out of Nashua, New Hampshire. But all you got to do is go to my website, KarenCataline.com, and you can listen to even more Spouting Off. And uh, there's room for your phone calls in those in those shows as well, because we are the side of the aisle that actually enjoys debating and dissent. Uh, I am delighted to welcome, I haven't talked to her in a while, but we just had such a good time when we met when I was on her show, and she's one of my favorites. Her name is Sam Sorbo. She is an education freedom advocate and an expert on home learning. She studied biomedical engineering at, at none other than Duke University before pursuing a career in modeling and acting. Uh, when she got a role in the TV show, uh, I think it was a TV show, not a uh, movie, Hercules. She met Kevin Sorbo and they got married in 1998. She's free, uh, fluent in five languages. The author of a terrific book called Gizmo, the legendary journeys in Auckland. And she's a radio host with her own nationally syndicated program, the Sam Sorbo show. Welcome Sam Sorbo to spouting off. Good to have you. It's great to be here, Karen. It's nice to hear your voice again. Yes, yes, and I loved meeting you at one of those many conferences out there. And boy, Sam, is there a lot to talk about uh, for mothers, parents, people who have kids, and you do. You have a really bright son. I don't know. Do you have one kid or two? I have three. 
<laughs> Sorry about you that. Met, you would have met Braden. He's my oldest. He's not even my favorite, but he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a smart kid. He was talking about political memes when I saw him. Um, the state of education of parents being called domestic terrorists for yeah. wanting to have uh, uh, for opposing CRT in schools, the pornography on public school shelves, I'm going to let you just have the floor because, you know, it's your turn to spout off about this. I do it plenty, and uh, I know you do too. So talk to us about well, this and what parents can do. Well, you know, we, we have to phrase the debate in the terms that they that they are using. They're saying that uh, that it's against CRT. It's literally just the parents voicing their opinions. That was offensive to them. And the, and the problem that we're facing is that the school administrators and the teachers, they think that they own the children and the children should not belong to the parents. And we just had Joe Biden say that to the teachers who were gathered at the White House. He said, when the kids are in the class, they belong to you, not mm. to the parents. So parents, you know, you got to wake up and understand that they are after your kids. What, what is happening in our schools? I just read an article on Fox um, that there were 137 teachers and assistant teachers who were arrested on charges of sexual misconduct and, and allegations of sexual abuse and rape in the classrooms, in the schools. It's, it's not just that they're talking to your kids about sexuality. It's that they are they are actually enacting things with the children that are of a sexual nature. It is not. Here's the problem: it's no longer education. We we have to sort of give up that ghost. They they fooled you into thinking that they were interested in educating your children. They are not. And I'll go one step further, Karen, because mm-hmm. what's happening in the schools today is the exact opposite of education. Schools teach don't ask, don't try, and don't think. Those three things combined are the exact opposite of education, and that's why we're doing this conference at the end of this month in Port St. Lucie, Florida, Friday and Saturday, the 24th and the 25th. It's called the Playbook for Home Learning, and we're teaching parents how they can take control of the actual education of their children and stop being beholden to a corrupt, perverted system that doesn't even have education as its primary interest. It's so well put and so succinct. I find that with all of the atrocities, and I mean that literally going on, attacks on our culture, on kids, some of the hardest things to do is to get good and decent people to get their brain around the fact that these institutions uh, have been taken over and that the ramifications of what we are watching, uh, uh, this indicts them as, as, as well, what I'm trying to say is it's, it, it puts us all under attack. It's no, hard right. to admit that because you don't want to believe that of people who uh, you thought were on your side. Well, uh, and, and again, take it all the way down to its core we were taught for 12 years, Karen, when we went to school, we were taught school has all the answers. The teacher knows everything. Trust the experts. Don't talk bad about the schools because the schools are the answer, right? 
and demonstrably not so, right? So in Baltimore several years ago, uh, there were two girls in middle school who beat another girl, another middle school girl to death in the bathroom. And within the hour, the superintendent of schools went out during a press conference and said, our schools are safe. Well, that's demonstrably not true. In fact, one child is dead and the other two are off to prison. So clearly schools are not safe. But she gets away with saying it because nobody is really willing to challenge the indoctrination that they've undergone for 12 years, that schools are safe and schools are wonderful places. We all have different experiences at schools. I would say most of us have not great positive experiences, but we're not willing to admit that to ourselves. And I'm just, right. look, it, it's so obvious now. It's time to take the blinders off and start admitting things to yourself and really evaluating. But we can't do that because we were not taught in school how to evaluate, how yeah. to think critically, how right. to consider, how to discern. We, we weren't taught any of that stuff. And so when parents say to me, oh, I could never homeschool, Sam, I don't know where I'd start. My answer is, well, there's your answer. If you think that you can't teach your children, then you are crippled by the school. You are school injured. Why would you subject your child to that abuse? Hmm. So, so well put. I, I'm sorry. I'm repeating myself. One of the uh, tables that got turned, Sam Sorbo, in the COVID nightmare hysteria that some people want to keep uh, keep going uh, <laughs> is was when parents got to see what their kids were actually learning That's and there right. were teachers telling them, don't tell your parents. And they were yes. home, home at home uh, uh, where parents could see. So it was a blessing in disguise to parents and it fired them up. So I'm delighted you get to stay with us for one more segment or most of it. Uh, start, let's start uh, drilling down with what people will learn from this homeschooling conference uh, that you have coming up uh, because we want to give people tools, right? That's what you want to do. That's right. That's right. Empowerment. Right. Uh, oh. So go ahead and, and, and okay. start and I we'll uh, we have about, my <laughs> I know from one talk show host to another, we have about, uh, I don't know, two minutes for you to start and we'll pick it up on okay. the other side. Okay. Well, it's funny because I'm actually at a Moms for America meeting right now, and the the premise there is that the mama bears are going to take back the nation because we're the ones raising the the next generation. And so we can turn this around within a generation if we teach the principles of liberty and um, patriotism to our children, which Uh is what they aren't learning in school, right? We know this now. So So all I'm saying is, I've, I've developed a playbook, so it's called the Playbook for Home Learning. You can go to samsorbo.com for more information. All the details are there. But I've developed a playbook so that parents will come. They will get all of the information of why they can do this home education thing, how easy it is. It's much easier than the schools will allow you to believe it is. Okay, that's just job security for them. They don't want you to think that it's easy because they want you to be reliant on them. And my job is to emancipate you as an individual Mm -hmm. to raise your children and to and to educate them the way that you see fit 
So it's a lot easier than you think. But but honestly, the the greatest part of it is the relationship that you have with your children, which is a relationship that the schools actively seek to to steal from you. They don't want you to have that relationship. We've we've seen that with the various episodes that we had during the COVID lockdowns and the school, you know, school online and all of that crap. And by the way, if you tried homeschooling during COVID and you throw your hands up in the air, that was by design to discourage you from ever trying it again. And I will set you free from that also because you can do this. There's not music, but okay. Homeschool at home. And I can't wait to finish this discussion on the other side of the break. We're with Sam Sorbo, samsorbo.com. We'll be back and wrap up this conversation on Spouting Off right after this. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma, or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide to this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots, grounding and nourishing them. 
Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Well, we are wrapping up this edition of Spouting Off with the wonderful Sam Sorbo, uh, education freedom advocate and radio talk show host for a nationally syndicated show. You may be listening to her show already, The Sam Sorbo Show. And you can go to samsorbo.com. Thank you for staying with us, Sam. We so appreciate it. So happy to be here. It's always fun to talk with you. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Now we're going to talk about something that is as dark as I know. And it it just, every time I talk about it, 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 I get my hair stands on end. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you know this, but in my checkered past, along with being a musical comedy performer, I became a social worker. I'm probably the only conservative social worker around. And to to see the normal the attempt to normalize pornography on public school grade school shelves uh, and and to introduce sexual material, whether it's LGBTQ, ABC or anything else is is a direct assault on childhood and i would love to get your thoughts on that one well yeah it, it, it they want your child there this is called grooming there's a term for it it's called grooming and by the That's way right. uh, drag queen story time 
is grooming. Yeah. That's what that is. So it's not fun. It's not games. It's not, oh, you know, somebody's a pretty princess and the kids love that. That's not what it is. And if a grown man who wasn't dressed in drag was entertaining your child in his lap, you would call him a pervert, which is what he is. So we really need to stop being so, you know, tiptoeing around this and trying to be reasonable. These are kids. These are children. They are the most vulnerable among us, and they ought to be protected. And they ought to be protected from the, the, the pornographic material that is in the classrooms. I don't know if you saw the story of the woman who, who read, um, she read from the, the book in the school board meeting, and they cut her mic because it yes. was so pornographic what she was reading. And there, then they did, she, she accused them. She said, well, this is in the library. And their answer was, yes, only one book, though. It's only, it's only that one it's book, and they only book. had one copy. Well, you know, the, the problem is if anything is in the library, it is deemed by the children to be approved by the adults. So you don't get a get-out-of-jail-free get card because there's only one version, one copy in the library. And well, and the fact that they think this is okay is what's right. so not okay. They're offended by the mother actually reading what's on public school shelves. This is crazy-making stuff. Well, um, but here's the thing. Yeah. So at uh-huh. some point, Karen, we yeah. have to say, why are we trying to fight this? Why don't we just leave? Take your child right. and get out of that abusive environment. If, if, if my kid went to the neighbor's and I found out that the neighbor had touched my child inappropriately, I would never send my child back over to the neighbors. That avenue is closed for good. And this is how parents ought to behave. But I don't know. I think because they went to school themselves, they are now school injured. And so they're unable to to make that call. They seem to be disabled somehow from actually standing up for their kids. In fact, I had an exchange on LinkedIn the other day. Um, The guy said, I can't believe my daughter brought home this it was a sex assignment. It was something she's 12. It was completely inappropriate. And he said, I can't believe that this is happening in our schools. And I said, I can't believe that you don't man up as a father and remove your daughter from the abusive situation. Bravo. It's not enough to go to the abuser and say, hey, stop abusing my child. That's not the way yeah. we do things. Right. And I would say to to link something else that has a lot to do with it, we're kind of speculating why these parents seem to be so inept at standing up for their children. Not only has our culture been under attack for several decades, more than just a few, but now you're finding that the media has conspired to demonize people, censor, shut them down, and, quote, cancel them if they oppose (laughs) If they oppose this ideology that says that six-year-olds should have sex change operations before they reach the age of consent. Well, yeah. And by the way, like, like there was just an exchange on Capitol Hill and Jerry Nodler said 18-year-olds are not developed enough mentally to own guns, but we're, yeah. we're going to draft that we're going to conscribe them in the, in the armed services. Like you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that they're if you're not a leftist. You can though, Sam. That's yeah, the problem. Apparently, right? But, but yeah. here's the great news, Karen: is that the blinders are coming off. People are finally saying this is just 
bat crazy that, you know, there's just no way around it. They are crazy and we can't cotton to it anymore. And so, you know, my, my, the conference that's happening, the playbook for home learning is selling out because parents are stepping up and they're saying, okay, give me some tools, give me some resources. And we've got those and I can make it so simple for you. And you can have the greatest relationship with your child. You remember when, when kids grew up, we used to say, oh, they hit the teenage years. There's nothing you can do. We roll our eyes. It's so hard. No, no, no. That's a product of the schools. That's not the natural evolution or the natural, uh, uh, you know, development of children to be rebellious and act out against their parents. That's the Forgive me, we, version. <clears throat> I love talking to you. We got to wrap it up. Uh, tell everybody how they can participate in this homeschooling conference uh, coming up this month. Yeah, so it's called the Playbook for Home Learning, and it's at samsorbo.com. All the information is there, and also they should join Underground Education, which is our community online, and they can ask me any questions they want. I'm happy to talk people through this. You can save your children and save your families and save the nation one family at a time. I'm telling you, we got to leave it there. I love talking to you and, and Godspeed in your work. You found your niche among others and you're a very talented <laughs> woman. Thanks so much for joining us, Sam Sorbo. We appreciate Thank it. You. Well, uh, I love, I mean, it's so great to exercise our First Amendment rights, use it or lose it. And I hope you will do the same. Speak up, stand up. Thanks to everyone who makes this show possible. We have many, many sponsors coming on board to support Spouting Off. And remember, Spouting Off is a good thing. Don't censor yourself. Be well. I'm out of here.